This week's episode of Here's What I Don't Get is brought to you in part by all of those things that you didn't get that you wanted to get. 32 years without getting that uh, G.I. Joe uh, aircraft carrier, and now it's just gotten worse and you're getting TVs you don't want. So what what better way to celebrate the true meaning of Christmas than by visiting Best Buy this week and buying yourself that thing you actually did want? <laughs> Welcome back to Here's What I Don't Get from North to South, East to West, the only intercontinental podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues and the longest consecutively running podcast on the See You Next Tuesday podcast network. I'm your host, Ted Burton. With me today, Uncle Buck from the Great Red Yeah. Welcome back, Thank Buck. Thank you, man. It's good to be here. I Man, I got to say, I really enjoyed the last episode with, uh, we got streaming. Joel and okay, that's, that's something else. Um I, I got to stop reading the chats this early. So anyway, I really enjoyed last week's episode with uh, Joel and Tony. That was, um, I enjoyed, like, it was fun. It was, it was, it a, was, lot that was a fun, a lot of fun episode. Um, the, the, uh, the, I thought that like, that was a good flow getting like people introduced to one another so we can, you know, start covering. Cause I, I was starting to look at the calendar for this, this next year. And I'm looking at some weeks and it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna be able to record that week or maybe that week or maybe that week. And so uh it'll be good to have coverage so that the show doesn't lose its uh consecutive running podcast streak. Yeah. Yeah. And also I find that because then previous to that was uh Chaco myself and Mad Cucks yeah. and uh or a couple weeks ago or whatever it was. And that was um another like three episodes. It, it was a nice energy change to bounce bounce three ways and everyone talk over each other. Yep, and, lots of uh, lots of extra noise. Yeah, extra noise. Uh, technical problems when South America loses power for whatever reason, you know. Uh, well, Buck, it's uh, the day after Christmas here. We were recording on Boxing Day in Canada. It's the first day of Kwanzaa. Uh, how was your Christmas? It was Christmas. Um, for various reasons, it was kind of an emotional Christmas. Aunt Buck's mom has, has been having some health issues, whatnot. So, um, but it, you know, it, it went off, it went off, uh, relatively without a hitch. So I, yeah. I, at my age, that's, that's about the best you can ask for. You know what I mean? Yep. Mine was like, quiet, which is exactly what I want. So there's that also. Yeah. Um, but I have, you to, know I have to point out, well, go you ahead. Know, you, go uh, ahead. you know what drives me crazy though? So yesterday, like looking at social media and there's all these fucking posts that were like, Happy Merry Day. Like it's Christmas Day and you motherfuckers can't say just say Merry Christmas or alternatively say nothing at all. You have to be like Happy Merry Day. But then all those same fucking accounts this morning, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Kwanzaa. You don't know anyone in your who has ever fucking celebrated Kwanzaa ever. But you're you're no. totally fine saying that. Can't say fucking Christmas on the internet. Get <laughs> fucked. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And that's um, and like, like all those accounts eight days ago were like happy Hanukkah. And then today are happy Kwanzaa. Oh, happy Merry day. Happy winter solstice. Happy. Oh, but no Christmas. Fuck you people that for celebrating Christmas. Like just fuck off. Just don't post something on that day. Whatever happened to Yule, man. Yeah. Yule got taken over. I know we did that. Uh, we did that. Yeah, that's what. See, that's that's why everyone's mad because we, Christmas became the Christopher Columbus of holidays, and it just started like conquering 
other holidays and taking their land and taking their traditions. Like this is mine. Now I claim this for the land of Christ. Screw you, buddy. Yeah. So um, well, now they're, they're getting back at you with passive aggressive posts on social media, which is just infuriating. Well, you know who else does passive aggressive things? Uh, Native Americans on their, on their reservations and look how, look how much their passive aggressivity is getting them. Enjoy your casino. Uh, there, and that's why we're canceled right there. Uh, I don't. I, do you guys have Indian reservations in North Carolina? I don't know. Probably. Uh, I know Cher- there's a lot of Cherokee. My wife is part Native American, as we've discussed previously uh, on the show years ago. My wife is, uh, I think, Cherokee, and uh, my kids obviously therefore some degree Cherokee. I don't know that I have any in me. I, who knows. Maybe if they named like a whiskey, Cherokee whiskey or something, then I could have some Cherokee in me and it'd be all right. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I could just make all the jokes I want and not get in any trouble whatsoever. You'd be like, oh, I've got some Cherokee in me. Ha-ha. Yeah, I do know that uh, that there is like North Carolina, Asheville area in the mountains. That's like the home of the original Cherokee Nation before they got mm-hmm. shipped off to Oklahoma. Yeah. So uh, that makes a certain amount of sense. But yeah, coming from Oklahoma, they're, you know, they're, I've been watching the show Tulsa King. I'm going to talk about this more uh, next week on the episode with Tim because um, Tulsa? he's also yeah. from Tulsa. <laughs> Makes but more sense. Yeah. The show is absolutely infuriating. And I feel like they made the show. I feel like Paramount Plus made that show to spite me personally. Not what well, we did. Not to make, make money. They were just like, that guy, fuck that guy. We're making this show to say, fuck that guy. Yeah. I feel like um, every time Nick Ricada gets banned from YouTube, it's specifically because of that theme song that I made for him that yeah. I don't even know if he still uses. Um, it's possible. I, I feel like Google in particular, when he was covering the James Damore thing, we're like, man, he, the coverage is one thing, but we're just really insulted by that poorly recorded guitar riff at the beginning of these videos. We've got to get rid of this guy. Mm, yeah. Internal memos. James Damore. Oh, he was the guy that had the, that was the Google. Yeah. <laughs> I vaguely remember that. That seems like 10 years ago. It probably Talk, was. Speaking about things that like just get vanished into the collective unconscious that the whole FT, what is it? FTX bank thing, scam, Sam Bankman fried. He got approved for $250 million bond. <laughs> um, and then which he immediately posted. And it's like, yeah. ah, it's good. You, you stole enough money hidden away that you were able to post your own bond. You worthless fuck. And I'm sure that that story is just going to be like disappeared into the ether with as we get into more uh, 2024 election news. Donald Trump said, what about the 2024 election? Donald Trump made more NFTs. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm <laughs> so tired of the uh, the. 2024 election already yeah me too um hold on one second because how you opened the show brought back a memory and i'm going to gripe about something real quick okay if i don't knock everything over first buck's doing the thing that i do to tim all the time where i have to like leave the set to go get something and then tim's just sit stuck there sitting there being like in quiet thinking i don't know what the fuck i'm gonna do with the rest of this episode if he doesn't come back I think you just right. reached into the pile of mouse traps. 
So you opened the show by making a joke about Christmas presents that you didn't get. Yeah. And then you had to go like in your adult years, try and find it yourself. Mm -hmm. So when I was a kid, obviously my, 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 this I guess is my reference. My love for Ghostbusters goes back to when I used to watch the cartoon as a child. Um, and the toys were all the rage, you know, like, and uh, any kid who wanted like the, the, any of the toys wanted all the toys. And yeah. so when the new ones would come out, I had like, a, you could look at the, the back of the cardboard yeah, and be like, and oh man, they've got, they've got this one and they got that one. And I would like look at it while I would eat my like Nintendo cereal or whatever I had. <clears throat> and so there was one toy that I wanted in the Ghostbusters line. And my mom said, no, it's too ugly. It looks demonic because we were in the height of the late 80s satanic panic. Uh-huh. Which turned out to be legit, but anyway, um, the phrase I don't, I don't know if you got around religious circles much as a kid. I I th- vaguely remember you saying maybe you did, uh, but the phrase of the devil was real big back then. You remember that uh-huh. such and such is of the devil. Yeah, I, we can't let our kids play with such and such because it's of the devil. So, but I tricked my grandmother, who did not know of this this new stipulation on this one toy, this this moratorium on this toy. Uh, buy me this toy and she did and then of course i got in a lot of trouble when i got home because it wasn't like i could hide the thing and it got mm-hmm. taken away and thrown in the trash and i was Bastards. like i was like seven so then uh kenner uh had their reissue of several of the old ghostbusters toys from back in the day yeah i finally got it mom Fuck you. I have it now. It's mine. You can't take it away. You can't throw it in the trash. I'm, I I don't care if it looks like it's of the devil. It's mine. It's mine. And I have it forever for me. Your mom's going to sneak into your basement and throw that in the trash one night while you're asleep. She did that when we were living next to a man, that old house we lived in. She'd like, uh-huh. she'd wait till we went on vacation and they had locks. She'd like come in and like try and clean up our house. As like, and it wasn't that our house was dirty. It was just small, and we had stuff kind of piled up because there's nowhere to put it. Yeah, she like th- start throwing random shit away. Like, mom, that's what are you annoying. Do- yeah, what are you doing? Stay out of my. This is I'm I'm 35 years old. Stay out of my house. Don't that, come that over is, without asking. That is a weird thing. My stepmom used to do that. Where she, I like. So I, I wore this hat, the hat that I wore when we first started doing the show. And mm-hmm. I thought, so I would get over to my dad's house. I would take my hat off. I'd put it on the kitchen counter. And then I would take all the stuff out of my pockets and put it in my hat. That way, yeah. the next day when I got dressed, I could take all the stuff out of my hat, put it back in my pockets where it goes, put on my hat and be ready to go for the day. And my stepmom would move my fucking hat places because, like, she didn't want it on the counter. And, then, and so I would get up in the morning to get dressed and get all my stuff. And I'd be like, all my, my shit's just gone. And I'm like, where yeah. the fuck is my hat? <clears throat> I never understood why. It, everything had to, like, be put away somewhere where it was inaccessible. But it wasn't like, hey, Tab, can you put this somewhere else? It was it was just it was just be gone. Yeah. No, I get that, and that that's a woman thing because um, Aunt Buck does that sometimes. Yeah. I'll, my my place where I put things is the table. Uh, Ryan yeah. says cleaning up for women is just hiding shit. That is the absolute truth. Um, my thing is we have a this this dining room table, and I'll just come in. I don't I don't put my keys there anymore because I kept getting gone, or sometimes I just misplace them. That happens too, so it's not all on her. But like I'll just put stuff on the kitchen table. She'll be like, hey, can you put that somewhere else? Like why? It's right here where I can find it. Yeah, but yeah. it's cluttered. I don't care. I but don't the, care. 
<laughs> the girl that I was living with in North Carolina would do that. She'd like sequester my stuff away. And finally, like we got into an argument and I said, like, you need to stop doing this. It drives me nuts. If I put something somewhere, I put it there for a reason. And it may seem like chaos to you, but to me, I know exactly where that thing is and I can go get it immediately. When you move it, you disrupt the whole fucking ecosystem. So if you've got a problem with something being somewhere, tell me and I will put it somewhere else. But don't you fucking hide my things inside of things because you think it looks trashy. Yeah. And that, the message did go through, which was nice. When she, when when you two parted ways, yeah. Now she can't leave <laughs> yourself ever. Um so I will say this, Aunt Buck does not like just randomly move my things. She'll ask me to move them. So I, I have to give her props for that. Yeah. Um, and she does a fantastic job keeping the house clean, despite us having two kids who just like come in the door and whatever it is, they don't feel like caring anymore. They just let go of. You don't have kids, but like that's I don't know. That's this weird thing that kids do where it's like, I'm carrying this thing. I should go put it away. No, <laughs> right in the floor. Like shoes were supposed to go in this little room off to the side of the staircase. Mm -hmm. And that never happens because it's like when they, as soon as they walk in the door, I think they levitate out of them and just hover away through the house somewhere, except still stomping to make as much noise as possible. And like shoes, jackets, clothing is just like a person just walked in and the rapture happened and their clothes just went in every direction. <laughs> Gone. Oh, it's the weirdest thing. That is weird. So, I think I did that as a kid, though, too. So, you know, uh, all anyway. of us did. But as an adult, now I have to deal with it. It's like, oh, uh, I'll ask you and hey, like, hey, where's your jacket? I don't know. Where'd you take it off at? Like that way. <laughs> <laughs> like the scarecrow and Wizard yeah. of Oz. Uh, Just point well, in seven uh, different directions. Let's uh, why don't we hop into some issues? Buck, what's your first issue this week? All right. Here's what I don't get. Overstimulation. I don't think we've done that in the past. Uh, we should probably look that up real quick. What do you think? It's up to you. <laughs> I don't really care. We'll just do it again. Um, so we just, uh, well, we've partially, partially gotten out of the holiday season. It's not quite over yet. We still got one more. But as we as we've discussed, uh, especially last week, there's so much commercialism with the the Christmas season. Uh, I'm assuming also with Kwanzaa, big shopping holiday. Yeah, big big shopping holiday. Um, That's why they have Black Friday. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, you know, Yule still still around big time. Uh, Hanukkah, obviously, everyone wants their their Hanukkah cake or whatever. So mm -hmm. you end up spending a lot of time, or maybe not, but you you, you have to go and do shopping because everyone expects a gift, or you're some kind of monster. Yeah. Uh, and so not only are you having to go do shopping, which I don't like doing even when it's not a holiday. I just, I, I hate stores. Yeah. Um, everyone's there. Everyone's there. And here's the thing about people. They, they are physical and they take up space and they make noise and they are just generally in the way. Mm -hmm. uh, I say that as someone who is very understanding of the human condition, right? Like I have, I have more goodwill towards men than most people. And um, even I just want everyone to go away, but also stores are not what they used to be. No. Uh, when we were kids, you might go into a store and there'd be like a little like, like music over the, over the intercom. And that was pretty much it, but that's not how it is anymore. It was like completely uh, neutral. Com 
instrumental, like non-intrusive pop, pop, non-intrusive stuff. Just something so that when, you know, if for some reason the store got suddenly got entirely silent, the intrusive thoughts wouldn't win. Yeah. So um, that's also very good for society. Let's just go ahead and, you know, props or props are due. So I've noticed that stores have gotten noisier because now there used to be like a little placard that would be like for sale or something. But now all those little placards are screens. Oh yeah. And all those screens play some sort of either Diddy or voiceover, or if you go to Walmart in Statesville, North Carolina and go back to where the televisions are, every one of them are on and they're all playing something different at full volume. Yeah. So when you're trying to go look for a Wii game for your son who specifically wants this one Wii game and you walk back to where the TVs are, it sounds like <laughs> at 90 decibels. <laughs> and it takes, you know what I'm talking about? I, I do. Cause I, so I used to have a smartwatch and yeah. I talked about this on the show. And one of the greatest aspects of that smartwatch was that it had an IR, it had a camera and an IR port on the front of it. And I had an app on my watch that it was just an off button and you push it and it would just start blasting IR codes to turn televisions off. So I used to like turn off TVs and bars and things to annoy people. <laughs> when I go into a place like Walmart yeah, and they have all those fucking TVs on, I would just walk through the section and just hit that button and they would just bloop, 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 bloop. And the employees would be like, what? <laughs> and I just create silence. Yes. And I can't yeah. do that anymore with my analog watch, unfortunately. You know what? I think you could probably just like get an IR blaster on Amazon mm -hmm. and strap it like a pit boy to your wrist. And then just be like a either. Would you be a superhero or a super villain doing that? I'm, that's, a, that's a coin toss. Chaotic neutral. There, there you go. Um, I, no, I think just, it'd be chaotic good. Because it is, it is for the good of it is everyone. For the greater good. For silence, yeah. I wish it also worked on like babies, where you could just like point <laughs> your IR blaster at a kid and turn their volume down, like not kill them, just turn their volume all the way off so that they don't whine anymore. Their parents yeah. probably pay you for that. I mean, yeah, they're. What and the, but then you you blast the parents of the thing that kills them because they brought their little screaming baby into a store instead of like, like you had to go to the. Yeah. yeah, you couldn't diversify, and one of you went and shopping, and the other one of you stayed home with your little wretched <clears throat> spawn. That's what that's what always annoys the shit out of me because like parents get parents become oblivious to the sound of their own children. Yes, like the smell of your own bo, and they're just like their yes. their kid will be there in the restaurant just like fucking screaming, and they're just like, "Yep, I don't give a fuck." Like you need to wait another year, another year before you can go eat in restaurants, or never come back. Yeah. There's that option too. Just go home. And never like wait till your kids in college. Yeah. Then you can go to the restaurants again because then they're away at college and you're safe. Like don't bring your high school kid because high schoolers are also annoying. So, um, but specifically in the Walmart section, there's one TV and I don't know what it was playing. It was like a jingle that was about five seconds long. It was like Doo -doo 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 -doo. over and over and over again. And then below that, you've got, I don't know. There's like this seven white noise generators. And I already have discovered that I don't, as I've gotten older, I don't do extra sound too good. Like it yeah. does something to me where it goes straight to the center of my skull. Maybe I'm autistic in some respect. That's that's why <laughs> I, I, I have that same issue. And I think it's because of being autistic. You can't, I can't like tune audio out. Yeah. It, it grabs your attention and it demands it. Mm -hmm. um, kids do this as well. And so uh, 
you'll be walking past something and it's like it's it's like it's just shouting in your ear, look at me, 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 look at me. And there's seven or eight or a million different things all screaming, look at me at once. And eventually I just like I understand why kids at Walmart have meltdowns now because <laughs> I want to have one every time, especially when we're trying to Christmas shop and there's all this. Well, what do you want to get your niece? What do you want to get your brother? Uh, I think, I think your cousin might be coming. What do you want to get your cousin? I don't know. 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 Let's go. Let's go. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Should have done this before on Amazon. I, before I kill everyone because it's coming. It's coming so much. And she's like, are you all right? Yes. Yes, I'm fine. Let's finish. Let's finish now. And she's known me long enough to know that certain tones of voice mean the exact opposite of what I'm saying. Okay, all right, baby. Yeah, I'm fine. No, you're not. Let's go. Let's let's get let's get this out of here before you turn into that guy in the car, because that's the last thing she wants to have to deal with is me in that mood. Yeah. The <laughs> other thing with the stores now, you talk about how they used to be the music, right? I don't know if your Walmart's done this, but a lot of Walmarts are doing this where they've like pressed the store into two thirds of the of the total footprint and built a big fucking wall down the one side so they can have a larger back room so they can start doing more and more Walmart pickup stuff. So the result is that there are all these aisles that are either dead ends or little tiny U-turns and the aisles have all gotten much narrower to the point where like two, two carts are difficult to pass one another. So you're like trapped in this narrow Warren of people who will just like, they'll park their cart in front of one batch of things. And then they'll be looking at a batch of things on the other wall, on the other wall. And they're even down far away from their, their cart. And like, you just need, and you're there, you're a man. You're like, I just need like vegetable oil or spaghetti sauce, like whatever things you're, you need for this weekend. And, and there, and you got to like, wait for them to move their fucking cart. And they're, 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 they're trying to decide between like, well, do I get the Prego or do I get the ragu? Like Prego. just get the same fucking sauce. You get every fucking time you go to the store moron. Yeah, uh, I don't understand garlic. that. I no, just, um, cause <clears throat> like you do that, right? You just, Oh, we need spaghetti sauce. It's the same one I buy every time. That's unless the spaghetti sauce that I get. Yeah. yeah and the, unless they're out and then it's like, Oh shit. Now I need to like go to my number two. But even then like you've already got a number two in your head. It, you don't yeah. need to go price compare and be like, which one do I, you get the same size <laughs> you get every fucking time. And people don't do, do that. They'll just, be, they'll just be standing around the store. Just like, duh, duh. what, yeah. what, what video game am I going to get? I nice. need to look up reviews on Google right now. No, I get that. Um, so our Walmart has not done that because we're behind the times, but you, uh, was it, were we talking about it on the show or was I talking about that with Aunt Buck where it's like, that's coming where you just can't go to Walmart anymore. I think we talked about it on the show that there's going to be a Walmart where it's just like a little lobby that you can step inside and that's it. Yeah. Um, apparently they paid those like pay to shop people pretty good. Cause Aunt Buck looked at doing it, but um, <clears throat> yeah, getting past people in Walmart, especially in the holiday season is absolutely, I I don't have an adjective bad enough to describe it. It's like nails on a chalkboard, but it's up your ass. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what I really hated was, and I like my whole life is that there, 
you know, you have the story. It'll be playing whatever the story music is. Mm-hmm. And then there'll be the like end cap where they have the CD, the compilation CDs of nothing. And they have all the little buttons where you can push on a CD and it'll play like 15 seconds of every song on the CD to let you know oh whether God. or not you want to buy it. And so yeah. that thing will just be like looping one obnoxious CD and it's louder than the music, but you could still kind of hear the music playing and that clash of, of audio tones. Just like, why, why? Also the kid, the kid's toy aisle, anything that's motion activated. And so you're like walking past and it's like, you're my best friend. But there's like 40 of little tickle me Elmo bastards there shouting. Yeah. Well, there's also, now they have them where they link via Bluetooth and they all talk at one because this happened. Um, oh yeah. I've seen them. Annabelle walked by and like pushed a button on a lot of them. And because she wanted to hear what it said, it was like a unicorn or something. And like 40 dolls started shouting at all of us in in unison. It was like, I, I, and again, it's if they'd all said the same thing, that would have been creepy, but maybe a little funny. But it was like from 40 directions, the whole aisle. It was like a horror movie. I just yeah. wanted to evaporate. The the uh, <clears throat> Disney has these action figures now of like all different Disney properties and they connect to each other via NFC. And their the aisle will go crazy with the, when someone touches one of those fucking toys. You see. I think the toys should also come with a little loaded gun while they're in the store. Mm-hmm. And if anyone touches any of the toys, all the other toys come alive. And while they're jabbering, they just shoot you. Mm-hmm. So that the people who do that don't do it anymore. It's the same with the uh, the music displays at the end of the, the end cap, like you were talking about, where you push the button to hear 15 seconds. The button should just, as you press it, there should be a little syringe that comes out with poison and just instantly kills you. <laughs> And then no, like there's a tra- just a, tra- a trap door underneath you. So you push the button and it just <laughs> opens up and just dumps you <laughs> down into the basement where you, you live out the rest of your life, just like packing pickup orders, but you can never leave. No, no, no. You know, death has to happen. Like you fall into a meat grinder or something. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I wish, so you know how um, like Costco and, and especially during the scamdemic, they were doing this a lot where it'd be like, from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. is is like our elderly and at-risk customer populations only shopping time. And Costco has like two hours at the beginning of the day for Costco Premium Plus members, whatever level you have to pay for to get there. But it's supposed to be like business customers. I wish there would be from like 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. silent shopping. And they turn the music off. They turn off all the little displays. And it's just a quiet store and it's just people that just want to go in and shop and not make noise. And that that's it. Have you seen that movie? The quiet place. I have not. The premise of the movie is there's aliens that came to earth and they hunt by sound. And if you make noise, you die. So just turn a couple of those loose in that store. Like they're blind. (laughs) They can't, they can't see you. But like, if you like walk too hard, they hear you and they just immediately come and like swallow you whole. (laughs) See, I'm with you on the overstimulated thing because I like, especially this time of year, but really almost all year round, when I walk into big department stores, like I'm reaching in my pocket and pulling out my earplugs. And depending on like what when Christmas time, I have I carry two sets of earplugs all the time. I have my heavy foam ones, which uh, muffle everything like it basically makes me deaf to the world. Then I have my nice audio engineering earplugs that are flat response and they're not as muffling and I can still hear clearly, but it like reduces the overall level of volume of whatever my surroundings are. So I'll wear Um, those a lot in like bars and stuff when I'm with people that I don't want to be like 
overwhelmed by sound. But this time of year, I put those foam earplugs in. I have my headphones on over them, and I have an audiobook at full blast to just like drown out everything around me. And that's the only way that I can make it through shopping between like the Christmas music and all of the like kids screaming and the stuff running around. Like I'm just in my little focus zone. I'm getting my few number of things that I need and getting out of there as quickly as humanly possible. Have you ever tried 45 earplugs? Uh, the bullets? Yeah, it's where you put it in someone else's ear and they don't <laughs> make noise anymore. <laughs> no, it, so it makes one, one big sound for the rest of their life. Yeah, yeah which is instantly, like, it reduces it very much. Um, what, you, what you talk about putting earplugs in, I also carry earplugs around now. Yeah. And this for me, this only really happened a couple of years ago where I, I really started noticing that, that like too much noise, uh, like just I, I can't handle it anymore. And like in my 20s, I was fine. Most of my 30s, I was fine. But just the past few years, it's like just just too many sources of sound and I absolutely lose my shit. And so I do carry uh, earplugs around all the time now. It used to be just at work. Now it's all the time. Yeah. And um, but it reminds me of that episode from Star Trek where like they had the little thing that would just like turn off your I hate you response. And then eventually it burned out. Remember that one? Oh, you're talking about Garrick's little implant in his brain that was putting out uh, chemicals so he wouldn't he wouldn't want to kill himself. Yeah, it was a torture device. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know there was like one where finally, like the thing, he just left it on, and it stopped working, yeah, and then he had to like working, yeah. siphon other people's life force or something. I don't remember. I haven't watched Star Trek in forever. Yeah, uh, <clears> no, <throat> I I totally get that overstimulation. I've been on the earplug kick since college. I started wearing them like basically twenty four hours a day when I was in college because I'd be like in and out of the scene shop, and there they'd be playing music in the scene shop and like just banging and making loud stuff, and then I'd be you know into another room and into stores. And it's just like, it just became overwhelming to hear all that stuff all the time. Gas pumps are like that now. God, I fucking hate modern gas pumps. Um, uh, where you'll pull up and it'll be like, at Chevron, we believe in customer choice and satisfaction. Or even worse, it'll be like, here's your cheese-themed news with Miriam Menounos. Be like, oh, what the? I so, hate um, Menounos so much. Yeah, she was bad enough in theaters, and now she's ubiquitous, and I just... I hate that bitch. Um, because I, I always I have, get gas early in the morning, like right yeah. after I've woken up, and it's like it's three degrees outside. I'm I'm not awake yet. I haven't had coffee, um, and I'm just trying to get enough gas to get me to work. And it's like, let me tell you about the news, brother. Like, fuck you. Avatar Two: The Way of Water is out in theaters now. We sat down behind the scenes with nobody fucking cares. Yeah, yeah I've yeah. I've been known many times to pull my knife out and stab it into the little speaker and just destroy those things. You know that uh, I found this out a couple months ago. On the right hand side of the panel, there's like four or nine hundred buttons. The second one from the top mutes that. Ah, yeah. Knife mutes it uh, pretty much immediately. <laughs> I mean, you do make a good point. Like, you know, and you don't have to worry about muting it next time. Yeah. The vandal is in charge. Which pump did I pull up to last time? Seven? I'm pulling up to nine. I'm muting all of them. <laughs> just like, just come walking up in a hood at like one in the morning when there's no one there and just yeah, surgically mute, all, surgically mute all of them. Yeah. <sighs> well, do you have anything more you want to say about uh, being overstimulated? No, um, you, I mean, we pretty much covered it. I just, it's especially Walmart, but anywhere I go, anything in the car, it's, 
especially when you have two kids and they want to sing songs and they want to sing the different song at the same time. At the same time, yeah. And then there's they also want music going and also there's a video game going and also uh, and then like you just I call it glitching out. You just you, you start losing I, mechanical ability to control yourself. I I uh I ran I saw that with my parents many years ago. Like I was over at their place and they've got the TV on to just something. And then everyone's on their <clears> phone <throat> watching something separately with audio on their phone. And I was just like, what the hell is happening here? Yeah. This is chaos. This um, is madness. Every day we stray further from God's light. Yeah. Through Sam. Uh, well, uh, that brings us to the middle of our episode, which means it's time for... This episode is brought to you This episode is brought to you on Hot Side. Definitely not fake news. Definitely not fake news. Hey, I want you to know, I want you to know I hate you. It's because I was going to just yank these off, but they're holding on half this random shit I've got on my head. And also I have on ear ear monitors under this yeah and um i just i really i want you to like just eat i want you i want you don't just eat the bullet of the shotgun i want you to put the whole shotgun inside your body and then pull the trigger uh Uh, feed yourself to a wood chipper right now you absolute (laughs) son of a bitch I kind of feel like you asked for that one. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, Roy Cooper, he's he, he has the first complimentary ticket on my trebuchet <laughs> that skips you across the red dirt like a rock, but yours is next. I, I, you're <laughs> right next two. in line for that. I'm number two. Uh, anyway, well, uh, I've got some news here. The Marine Corps, you know, the, well, some people would say the like elite of our military. Um, and they are right. continuing. They are continuing the ride into being the elite of our military. By they're discussing talking about dropping "ma'am" and "sir" over gender-neutral concerns for drill, drill instructors. They've been advised that its drill instructors should no longer be referred to by gender terms like "ma'am" or "sir," an idea that a top training leader has pushed back on. The recommendation came in a recently completed academic report from the <laughs> University of Pittsburgh that was commissioned in t- 2020. Marine. Uh, the report reveals how the Marine Corps lags behind other branches in training men and women closely together. Marine Corps Times reported it says training staff in three of six branches of the military no longer use gendered identities, still commonplace in the Corps. The Army, Navy, and Coast Guard effectively de-emphasize gender in an integrated environment. Same same man or sir. Recruits in these services refer to their drill instructors using their ranks or roles followed by their last name. Gendered identity by their gender roles. Yeah, gender, gendered identifiers prime recruits to think about it as a visually search for a drill instructor's gender first before their rank or role. Like, so now it's not good enough that they're turned into automatons that just follow orders. Now they also need to be like socially conscious automatons that just follow orders. <clears throat> I think we need to wipe the slate and just start completely over. I, I do too. I'm, I'm like fucking let's have well, a giant meteor just destroy this whole planet and see if a new f- form of life can evolve that actually knows what they're doing. Well, I mean, if that happens, we won't be here to, to see it, but um, I just specifically meant like in the United States, just, you know, it's so there's, 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 it's, it's just so bad that maybe if we just burn it all to the ground and let it lie fallow for a hundred years and then come back, uh-huh. maybe we can start over. Uh, we we definitely need to do something because uh, this shit's getting way out of hand. Yeah, um, and what's <laughs> can't funny call is, someone sir or ma'am anymore. Now it's just, but it's only North America and Europe that do that shit. Everyone else is like, 
what are you talking about? Yes. Like, everywhere else in the world, men are men. And it's we're self we're self-sabotaging for some reason. I think like they've done that study, right? Where if you like they they gave all these rats, they put rats in rat utopia. And um when After the rats no longer down. when the rats no longer had to like fight for food or resources, they started just eschewing uh sleeping with the females and instead started preening themselves until they were like <clears throat> perfectly groomed. And that's what they focused on. And that's what we were in. Like we've reached we've reached a state of no there's no actual challenge anymore in our in our regular lives. There's no struggle to survive. So it's all just about creating face to seem the best. And that's why like something like influencers exist in social media. Like who the fuck ever wanted or thought about wanting someone to be like, I got all these products for free and this is how great they are. Who the fuck cares? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, you bring up a good point. Um, there's something I discovered a few years back. Whenever I, um, you remember when I had my hernia surgery, my second one, and I had to sit at home yeah. for two weeks and yeah. I couldn't do anything for two weeks. And it like, it made me suicidal. And there's something about work and challenge and struggle that makes the human, makes the human experience viable and worth doing. And when you take it away, uh, like you just, people just lose their minds. Yeah. I don't know. Priorities just get so out of whack, man. Um, I mean, that's what the matrix was about. Like if you don't give, if you don't have problems, you'll just create them. Yeah. And right? that's why 53% of toy sales are now sold to adults because they have nothing better than to, to do than to try and recapture their own childhood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got another story mom here. on the internet. Yeah. I got another story here from France. Um, a French hospital was partially evacuated Saturday after a senior citizen arrived with a world war one era artillery shell lodged in his butthole. <laughs> the 88 year old man uh, visited the hospital to have the explosive removed. And there was a bomb scare from nine to 1130 on Saturday. That evening required intervention of bomb disposal personnel, the evacuation of adult pediatric emergencies, as well as the diversion of incoming emergencies. We had to manage the risk in a reactive framework. The rep added when in doubt, we took all precautions. Um, Bomb disposal experts at the scene determined there was little possibility the shell would explode inside the man. They were insured, reassured us by telling us that this collector's item from the First World War used by the French military. Stunned doctors subsequently began the process of trying to remove the object, which was eight inches long and two inches wide ooh, from the ooh. guy's butthole. Uh, it's believed the pervy patient insert, inserted the item up his anus for sexual pleasure. No fucking kidding. Yeah. How else would it get there? Uh, well, he see, someone... Uh one of the German soldiers that came to France was a really good shot with a really bad weapon. And, uh, you know, when the guy was a kid and just, he just waited until now really speaks to the, removed. Yeah, it speaks to how tough they are in France that he hasn't shit for 80 years. That guy's and, 88 uh, years old and he's still getting his jollies off by sticking random shit in his butt. It's just, that's just wild to me. Not so much the what's going on, but the fact that it's a, such an old man doing it. Look, man, uh, I don't know what to say about it. I mean, I guess old pervs are just old pervs. You know, at least he's getting his own jollies instead of, like, trying to lure children into the basement like uh, Family Guy, you know, that kind That's of thing. That's a fair point, yeah. Uh, I've got I've got one more here from India. A teen in <laughs> India miraculously survived after a javelin was thrown through his neck during a freak track and field uh, accident. 
The freak accident occurred on December 17th while Sanadad Mayor was playing sports at the Aglapur High School in Odisha, India. Uh, disaster struck after the student threw the sporting spear that ended up piercing the boy's neck and going. It, it went in like left to right across his larynx, Lar- larynx, whatever. Yeah. Uh, accompanying footage shows the boy being escorted out of the back of an ambulance by ba- bystanders and medical personnel with the projectile still in his throat. Um, he's seemingly able to walk and, and he was able to hold the javelin steady. He was taken to the medical college and hospital where they were able to remove the spear and he survived the catastrophe without sustaining long-term injury. It is yet unclear how the accident occurred. If there are any teachers supervising the activities at the time, authorities have since launched a probe to try and get to the bottom of the fiasco. Unfortunately, that probe also hit another kid. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's like I, we never threw javelins when I was in school. Like this, this kid's school is a lot harder than my school was. Um, my, I have a couple of thoughts. The first was they have no idea how this happened. I'll tell you how it happened. Someone threw a javelin. Like, <laughs> first off, let's let's get to the bottom of it. Like, start with Occam's razor. Javelin was thrown, hit someone. That's how it happened. Um, Somehow, that, this kid was yet. downrange of javelins being thrown, which just seems like a really bad idea. Also, the person who wrote the article apparently has never dealt with kids at all because kids will wander into danger <laughs> for for no reason whatsoever. You could have like a hundred lanes. Of, of or a hundred places for a child to stand, and only one of them, the most difficult one to get to, will have some sort of life threatening danger, and they'll go to it like a magnet. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, I've seen it with my two kids, obviously, but like Aunt Buck was teaching there for a while. I've just been around other people's kids. Kids are just attracted to death that they yeah. don't understand. It's like, what's the most, like, I, I don't know what this is, but I feel like it could kill me. Let me go to this. Um, Obviously, the kid was downrange. Kids don't understand. They don't have any concept of like, even teenagers do not have any concept of, I am moving into something's path. Yeah. Uh, my daughter, Annabelle, we were at Walmart today and I was getting overstimulated and the whole place was crowded. So like to be a normal person, you pull your cart off to the side and everyone kind of stands in a line to let traffic go past you in the aisle. And every time Annabelle would like step out in front of someone for no reason it's like, I'm going to exist over here now and block up traffic. So eight times, I counted eight times, Annabelle, get out of the aisle. What are you doing? And then I'm the bad guy. Kids will stand in the way of anything. If someone had been throwing a javelin, both her and Ian would have like <laughs> dived in the way like someone like a like the C, uh, who was it? The, the Secret Service trying to protect the president. Like, no, <sighs> oh, I got to get that javelin. I got to I got to take that javelin in my neck like William Wallace. Which is actually historically, it was an arrow, but yeah, William Moss yeah. got shot in the neck with an arrow. I've noticed that too, where like I almost never does an adult just blindsided walk into me in the in the you know grocery store or something. But I will on nearly trip over kids all the fucking time, and I'm like, I'm six foot two, I am I am like three times your size, you little person. And you're just like completely oblivious to the fact that I could inadvertently, if I was like walking full speed, I could have inadvertently punt you about 10 feet yeah. <laughs> while your mom just looked on horrified, just like, <gasps> Billy, oh my God. And then the fucking police would come get me. They'd be like, sir, why did you kick this four-year-old? Like I didn't kick the four-year-old. I was walking. The four-year-old came into my path of walking, fucking fuck around and find out. You know what? The you four-year-old assaulted me. That was my yeah. foot. I'm going to have like a, I've had the, a small potential to have a bruise now, 
Because I have blood kid- all over the knee of these pants. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how much I like these pants? They're fleece lined, for the love they, of God. They cost me $20 over there. <laughs> Who's going to pay these $20? So, yeah. Um, no, that that doesn't surprise me one bit that some some idiot teenager was like wandering out into the middle of where horrible things could happen to him. And it happened. I bet it was at a dare. It was like, Hey, uh, Jeet, I bet you can't catch a javelin. He's like, Oh, I bet you I fucking can <laughs> with my neck. There. <laughs> that counts. That counts. <laughs> now the thing is he survived and he was walking out. He walked out with a thing still in his neck. Yeah. Kind of holding it. So you know what happened to him later? That dude no. got his dick sucked. Uh, no, I don't think, I don't think they know how to do that out there. Otherwise, they wouldn't have so many kids and all that over overpopulation bullshit. Yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah. If it were in America, uh, that kid would get his dick sucked. That's true. Maybe maybe cautiously. Uh, maybe he'd have to avoid someone else trying to come and put their dick through that giant hole in his neck. But, like, you know he impressed somebody with that. Like, hey, yeah. <laughs> I took a javelin to the neck and I lived. What do you think you're going to do to me? <laughs> well, uh, this has been... The Blackface Lawyer. News Network. I'm calling the police. Two if you count the cows. Well, that takes care of our legal obligations, but you know it doesn't take care of Buck. Uh, javelin surgery? Javelin surgery. And if you want to help us with javelin surgery, actually, we're raising money because we like to throw javelins at kids. So uh, kind of, if you want to help us with that, you can visit us at patreon.com forward slash HWADG and subscribestar.com forward slash HWADG, which stands for... Here's what I don't get. And over there, we have five tiers. We have the one buck tier, which gets you early access to each week's episode, plus our monthly minisodes. We have our $2 tier, where we throw the random bits and bobs we do now and again. We have our $5 tier, where we do our monthly bonus episodes. Here's what I do get. We drop the hate and talk about what's great. We have our $10 <coughs> tier, where you, the fan, submit a film. You vote on what film we watch, and we sit down and watch and record a feature-length commentary. I'm uh, making up all the back commentaries. I think three are out already um, from this year. And then finally, we have our $50 spite producer tier where you get a say in the show. You can ask for a special format change like the episode where we had Mad Cucks on as a guest. You can ask for a special guest. You can ask for a host to be promoted. Uh, anything that your heart desires that we can fulfill, we will try and do our best to do so. So thank you to all our patrons, big and small. We couldn't do the show without your support. That's right. And, uh, but let's hop back into some issues. Let's do that. Here's what I don't get. The holiday eye of the storm. There you go. We are in the holiday eye of the storm. We're in this like five day stretch between Christmas and New Year's Eve. And uh, so for me, I my six month like the company I'm working for now. Right. I had a six month um, probationary period where I couldn't take any vacation time. I could take sick time, but I couldn't take vacation time. Right. So. Uh, the 20th of December was my six month anniversary. So I took off the 21st of December until the 2nd of January. Um, not for any real reason. Like there's nothing going on. I could just as easily be at work right now and doing basically the same thing, which is fucking nothing. Yeah. But I, I wanted to, you know, make it completely copacetic that I have my email turned off. I'm not answering my phone. when People call like I'm on vacation vacation away from all of you fucking people. Mm-hmm. What I feel bad for is that uh, my assistant started in October. So he is still under his probationary period. Sucks so he, he has to go to work today. The 26th is our like Christmas <clears throat> observed holiday. And Thursday is new year's Eve observed. Or Friday is new year's Eve observed. So he really only has three days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday that he has to show up and clock in and like, but doesn't have anything 
to do because so for two reasons, number one, we work in theater. If there's not a show in our theater, there's not really anything we can do, especially if you're working by yourself. Number two, the entity that manages our theater is gone right now. Like they're closed to the public. There's nothing going on, but he has to go in and clock in for these days. And I'm sure that's, there's a lot of that going around for people where maybe you don't have any more vacation time for the rest of the year. Or maybe you don't, you know, you're in a probationary period and maybe you just don't get vacation time at all. And so you're forced to go in and work during these three to five days with fucking nothing happening in your department, but you're just showing up and clocking in and like playing on your phone, looking at uh, Facebook or playing little games on your phone, fucking around, just chatting about other things. And what I don't understand is why companies don't just look at the, the cost benefit analysis, right? Where it's going to cost you 24 hours of pay for your staff that you're having to put out anyway. You're not, earning any money during this time. Like all the money has been earned for the year. So 24 hours of pay just to be like, ah, just fucking get out of here. Just like have some time to yourself, spend a little bit of extra time with your family, enjoy not being at work. But no, but just like, yeah, we're going to need you to come in for these three days and just sit with your thumb in your ass because we are all powerful. Yeah. And it's, um, it's ridiculous. Fortunately, my department is managed by someone who like cares. So it's like, uh, yeah, go ahead and work from home on these three days. Here are your three tasks to do. These will take you all eight hours for each of these three days. So basically all get up, clock in, do the little thing and then fuck around all day. And at four o'clock go like, Oh, I got clock out, clock out. And then when we get, audited and they say, well, what did you do during, during these three days? Like, well, I did these three things. There you go. It took me eight like, hours, one each day. One each day. Yeah. Like we work like that because we are human beings, but the like corporate overlords don't work like that. And I just, I got to wonder like how many people are just sitting around, you probably listening to this episode while at work one day, just like, yep, I got this nine to five job and I didn't have any more vacation time because my mom got sick earlier this year and I had to like use up all my vacation time taking care of her. So now these three days between Christmas and New Year's, I'm just, I'm the only person in the office just like, well, that's the way things are. Just A whole so that, lot of jerking like, off to do every day. A whole lot of jerking off to do every day. So pencil pushers in accounting uh, and HR can be like, you worked your requisite number of hours. You get to keep your benefits. Cause that's the other part of it. Like I'm sure some people go like, I really don't care about the 24 hours. I'll just, I'll just not get paid for that week. But then HR is like, Whoa, you only worked. You only got 16 hours of holiday pay this week. You have to have a minimum of 32 hours to keep your benefits. This is going to throw this whole thing into fucking chaos. Like I don't see you guys breathing down my neck when I work 60 hours in one week to be like, Whoa, something's wrong in your department. You're working so much overtime. That wasn't a problem. But me suddenly not working one week, because we can't let it average out and just be like, yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. We'll cover the fucking cost of you having health insurance for these fucking three days. You see, here's how you combat this, though. You just like bring a, a sleeping bag or something to work and you just mm-hmm. work like 72 hours. You like work, quote unquote, just like exist at work on the clock for 72 hours straight. Yeah. Just let it be. Uh, like if, you know, if I, Oh, I had to work, man. We had to, obviously we couldn't like take this week off. They we had to come in and work those three days. 
Uh, but there was so much to do, you know, this, and I'm such a company man uh, that I, you know, I just worked three days straight. Uh, thank you for my overtime. That'll come in great next Christmas. Yeah, especially all of the jerking off that companies did about like letting you go home in the early days of the scandemic. Like clearly you guys have money sitting around that can be put into like payroll despite you not making any money. So is it really going to be that loss? Like how big would a company need to be that they couldn't afford three days of labor as just a write-off? Just be like, ah, yeah, we'll, we'll give it to you. I don't know, man. And, and on the, and obviously like there's probably a counterpoint to this where people be like, yeah, I hate being around my family though. I'd much rather have like an excuse to go to work where I can sit in my office. That's quiet and like listen to a podcast or an audio book or whatever. And, and not, have to like listen to my kids screaming and the fact that my work is assholes like that's great like just say just tell your wife that you have to do that and then spend eight hours just driving around the city having fun yeah uh we got a tip from soberum it's uh 14 dollars 88 it says Whoa. merry christmas to the entire crew well merry christmas to you too i don't know why I that didn't cheers, show up but I'm- as a comment in the comment stream but Cool. Thanks, Sober. I appreciate that. One of these days, I'll figure out how to get the money out of this tipping software. <laughs> it's like that guy in Germany that had like uh, however many millions of dollars in Bitcoin and didn't know how to access it. Yeah, I lost the wallet. And so it's just gone. Yeah. So like, Buck, do you have you had to deal with this? Have you had like a job where you've had this like three day down period or five day down period where everyone's just kind of like doesn't want to be there? I know your job is a little more like you guys are actually doing something as opposed to my job where, like I said, if there's nothing in the theater, there's really no reason for anybody to be there. So yes, years and years and years ago, um, all of our equipment there at the mill is automated obviously by PLCs and whatnot, but there are VFD drives in a two different MCC rooms. And um, I'd been there maybe a couple of years. This has been a long time ago. The power flickered off. We had this, we, let, me, let me preface this by saying we have a, a generator or had a generator that was literally the size of a transfer trailer, right? Like there was a huge yeah. generator. It was diesel powered and we had enough diesel to run the plant for like a full 24 hours if the power ever went out. And that was so like storm comes, power goes down. We're not, absolutely out of power the thing would just automatically kick on right so and it happened several times like the power would go out brrr, you hear that thing and it sounded like the end of the world and then later the power would come back on but this one day the power only flickered off for like a split second and just long enough to trigger the generator and the generator and the power came back on at the exact same time and they and like blew up, it. <laughs> it blew up every vfd in the Holy in both MCC shit. rooms. Now those things are like three to five grand a pop. And we have like 80 of them. So and I remember like the power just went off and then it, part of it came back, like the lights came back on, but none of the machines were running. We were like, hey, what just happened here? And um the head of maintenance at the time, like as he walked around kind of trying to figure things out, you could just watch the color drain from his face as he realized. Like we just had a, oh, what's 80 times 5,000 or five grand, all all of the money. We just had all of the money <laughs> evaporate 
uh, in like a half a second. So we were down for, I, it was like two or three weeks while they were getting all these things replaced and getting the machinery back up and tested, running, blah, 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 blah. And we still came to work. But some days it was like, hey, do you want to come in and sweep the floor again? Or do you want to go home and just burn a day of PTO? Now, back then I had a couple of weeks PTO. So I ended up like taking a week and a half. Because let me tell you, if you're not actively generating mess, like, uh-huh. you know, the machinery generating dust, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You can only sweep the floor so many times before it's like, well, I can't tell a difference anymore. Yeah. Like I got the pile of dust I got this time when I swept the entire warehouse was enough to fill this little drink cap. So uh, I don't know that I want to come in and like just push a broom for eight hours and for, for no for, for no reason. Like yeah. I might as well just go home. That was that's like one of the biggest um, benefits to this job change that I took moving out here is that I moved from salaried, I moved from hourly to salaried. So salaried, it kind of doesn't matter as long as the work all gets done. Yeah. And so I had there are weeks where I'll work less than 40 hours and nobody cares. Uh, whereas <clears throat> I remember like my last, you know, 40 hour a week full-time job we would hit the summertime and there's like there's fewer shows or we have these maintenance weeks and boy you get to friday and you've like taken care of all the little projects that you had thought up during the week and you get to friday it's just like god i gotta be here for another three hours because i have not hit 40 hours and so you're just you're like crawling the walls trying to think of something to do trying to think of of anything to do and and like yeah and we were we were like a grade sandbaggers too like we would take a an an hour-long project and turn it into a a day of work and and also coincidentally we would need to run out to buy parts for that thing of work which would mean that our lunch was on the clock and not off the clock yeah crazy how that works on maintenance days But, um, yeah, I'm just like, I look at this time of year and it's just, that's the other thing is like, do what all needs to be open right now. Right. Like that's, I think what we've lost culturally with Christmas becoming a commercialized holiday is that this whole idea of spending time with your, uh, with your family and, and it being a time of like prayer and Thanksgiving. Glenn Beck talked about Thanksgiving, Christmas and New Year's as being like this trilogy of holidays one where you're thankful for what you have and then christmas and then christmas you are redeemed by our savior and then new year's you get like to start fresh and you you are wiped clean reborn here yeah and it's like culturally if this, if this was just five days where yeah the gas stations probably need to be open because people may be traveling home and sure walmart needs to be open because people are going to need to buy groceries yeah but like does TJ Maxx need to be open? Do you really need to go return your mini dresses? Does Best Buy need to be open for you to buy that PS5 you didn't get? Like TJ Maxx needs to be open because people eat so much during the holidays that they're too fat to wear their clothes anymore. <laughs> you gotta get new clothes. Yeah, gotta go to TJ Maxx with all that uh, Christmas loot you got in your Christmas card and yeah. you that hundred dollars from your grandparents and go buy yourself a new wardrobe. Yeah, and so there's just all these little places that are you know, non-essential that, that are open. And they're like, they, they keep their extended holiday hours to be able to get those people in there. Like you got to keep being a consumer. You cannot, you cannot pause for 
24 hours to, to like be thankful for what you have and what you received and spend time with your family. You need to be, that's why like Christmas day is the, one of the biggest movie uh, going holidays of the year because people just like can't stand being around their families. <laughs> and so they need somewhere to be that they can like turn Tell off your family their, to shut up. Yeah. Turn their family off for two hours while avatar Two: the way of the water airs just shoots light into their eyes that they can just be like, ah, finally their grandma shut the fuck up for 10 minutes. That's because everyone gets overstimulated by having too many relatives over. That's probably also part of it. I like as our, our culture continues downhill, we've just created this, this obligation of being around your family instead of, Cause like you could easily do what I'm doing and not like, I'm not spending time with my family right now. I'll go yeah. see them a couple of days before new year's <clears throat> swing through everywhere. And, and that'll be fine. But like, but I think that, uh, you know, in Norway, they have like an, a summer holiday. They have like specific summer holidays <laughs> where industries will be shut down for a week or two weeks because they believe in a world where, you get to have time off. And we like, we don't have a, a culture that values time off. We, you have to be working, you have to be doing something. So yeah, you need to be at work for these three to five days, like pretending to be productive so that I can pretend that I'm a good boss. Whereas like what a real good boss would be, would do is say like, you need, you need to decompress. You need to have time. that's not here. You've earned it. We, we just did a year. You just did a year of work that was probably kind of shitty. And it probably got shittier as you got up to these holidays because as we get to the end of that year, it like we got to hit all these deadlines. All this stuff needs to be wrapped up, wrapped up, wrapped uh, up, wrapped up, wrapped up, wrapped up. Wrapped squared up. Away. Yeah. yeah, and get all this stuff squared away. And it's just like, all right, here's five days that are just free. Just take them. Just, you know, thank you for being here. That's our, our Christmas gift to you is just an extra 40 hours. Thank be you. Nice. Yeah. Just like nice. take some time. Don't be here. Don't, you know, spend time with your family. Go live in the woods. Just like fucking put on headphones and wander around Walmart and just look at all the retards shopping. Do whatever you want to do, but just do something that fulfills you that isn't this. But no, we got to get those people in. They got to hit their hours because, oh, God forbid, God forbid we like be humans because like that's, that's what that's what corporations have become is like, they try and pretend they're humans. They try and like put these ads out where they look like people and they put these people on there. But at the end of the day, like you have, you so far abstract the worker from the HR and billing and payroll things that they don't know who the fuck uncle buck is. They're like, no. Oh yeah. Employee two, seven, six, one, five, four, three, one, uh, didn't hit 40 hours this week. Why not? Actually, I take that back. They do know who I am because I have caused a lot of problems. But I see what you're saying about other people. Um, yeah, they don't really care about the human connection except when they're writing like company wide emails, like 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 newsletters. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if your company does this, but I work for a pretty big company that's planet wide, and we get these big company newsletters that try to sound like they're from the heart and soul of the CEO. Uh -huh. Except now, I know that a lot of those are going to stop being written by a person and start being written by an AI. Probably. Yeah. Uh, so that even that's going to change. Um, it's yeah, gonna, I love, man. I love when I get those like letters from the CEO and it's like, dear tab, 
you know, this year, blah, 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 blah. And like, I look at the letter and I read it all and I just go like that email just has like a bracket in there where it says dear. And then there's a bracket that says like user ID username. And then your thing generates it. Like this is not, you're trying to make it seem like it's written to me, but it's not written to me. You don't give a fuck about me. You don't know who I am. HR doesn't give a fuck about me. Like in a, in a real world, you know, you call and you're like, Hey, my mom's sick. Your boss doesn't go. How much PTO do you have? Your boss goes like, take care of it. We'll figure it out later. Yeah. Like that's what a human (laughs) being would do, but we're not, we're not managed by human beings anymore. No one's able to make their own decisions. We got all these fucking automatons that just have to see their little bean counters get punched up. And so then we, we strand people at work doing something that they'd rather not be doing. And it probably contributes to people being like, I got to find a better fucking job. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So this past week uh, in that same vein of like, just go go take care of whatever the problem is. We'll figure it out. Uh, I've I've been having to train in this this new position. Um, it's not. I didn't take that position, by the way. I told them to shove it up their ass. But um, I'm still having to train over there, so I know how to run it as a utility. And part of that, I had two weeks. And part of that was this uh, this gal that I work with, who's who's really great, um, training me. Except then she got the flu, and so. One morning I come in and they're like, hey, so-and-so got the flu. She's probably not going to be in today. Just go do what you can do, right? Like, we think you know enough about it. You can just work the day. You know, it's only it's only a couple of things, stuff you've gone over a couple of times already. Just go ahead and do what you're going to do. Probably won't be here. Uh, two hours later, sick trainer shows up with her flu. Like, uh-huh. obviously miserable. And I was like, and the the office over there is about the size of a bathroom. Um, like the bathroom in your house is actually a lot bigger than this office is. Like it's yeah. about the size of two bathroom stalls square footage wise. Right. <clears throat> and so she comes in and she's visibly sick. She's like, I've got a little space heater over there to keep the office warm because it's really freaking cold. The first thing she does is reach over and turns off the space heater. And she's like, I got to turn that off. I got a fever. <laughs> like, what are you doing here? Like, I can't take the, the, the points, the, you know, like you, like occurrences or points, or whatever you get for <sighs> calling out. Like I can't take the, I don't have enough. I don't have the points to cover this. I have to be here. Like I'll lose my job if I didn't come in today sick. And I was like, you have the flu and we're in a locker. Like, <laughs> please. That's breathe. ridiculous. Like I'm going to go get a hole saw and cut a hole in the door and install like a little tube that you can breathe out that way. So like why why are you here like I mean it was ridiculous she didn't even want to be there it's not like she yeah. wanted to be there she's like I can't take the points so I, I even went to the supervisor and I was like hey man look she's she's sick as a dog dude like why tell her to go home like wait yeah. like you've you guys have waived the points when you want to for other people just wave the yeah. points for her he's like she wants to get the points. That's up to her. It's like, oh my God, dude. Like I'm out of PTO this year. I took a week off for my birthday, like a jackass. And now I'm out for the rest of the year. And I thought that was a calculated risk. Like I'll be all right. I can't get the flu right now. Or I'll lose my job. So like send her, like put her in a corner somewhere with a pillow so she can take a nap. And he's like, no, we don't want her walking around spreading it to everybody else. Like, oh, not just everybody you. else. Just, just me. you. Thank yeah. you. Thank Fuck. you. So I'm going to go sit in my flu sauna with a uh, typhoid Mary 
And uh, hopefully next week when I have to cover this, like there's no one else to cover this position, which is why I'm having to train in two weeks. Hopefully I'm not dead because I got the flu and just keeled over with myocarditis. So fucking unbelievable. The lack of humanity that some employers have. And then, and then they're like, well, people don't want to work. Like, of course not. You're all assholes. (laughs) You don't have a fucking soul. Yeah, and obviously, oh well, you know, we'll give you the points. Like, get fucked, get fucked, death. How about that? How about a point? I got a forty-five points for you, right up your <laughs> fucking ass. You. <laughs> I was getting ready so to go there fucking too. Irritating. Yeah. Um, anyway, well, that's all I have for this issue, and uh, that's all we have for this week's episode. Here's what I'll get. So, until next time, I'm Tab Burt. I'm Uncle Buck. Catch you guys next week. Bye bye. <laughs>
And then they think that you just want anything related to that random thing. crap. Yeah. Yeah. My sister is like that. She likes giraffes, right? So people will just, they'll see a giraffe thing. And they'll just get it for it. It'll just be some piece of trash. <laughs> and I will, uh, like, I will get her giraffe things. And it's funny. Cause like, I'll get her a giraffe thing and then like, we'll be on uh, FaceTime or whatever. And <clears throat> she'll be like in her room and that giraffe thing will be up on her wall or on a shelf or whatever. She'll like post a picture of it on, Instagram, but then other people buy her giraffe things and she's just like, wow, thank you. And then it almost immediately throws them away. And it's because I don't, I don't just buy her whatever random giraffe thing that I find. It's like, here's a giraffe thing. This also, my sister would like this because of X, Y, you know, aspect of her personality. Uh, and it drives her nuts. It drives her nuts. And like, I'm, I get the same thing with Star Trek. People are like, oh, you like Star Trek. You'll like this. And like, that's a Star Wars thing. Ah, what's the difference? Like, there's a there's a very large difference. Thank you, though. <laughs> Here's an X-wing sticker. Gingerbread yeah. girl here. Here's what I don't get: when your pets escape the basement, and then you get frightened of any So I understood part of that. Yeah, I understand the part about pets escaping the basement because they never should. Uh, pets belong in the basement. At all times, especially when the basement is uh, also contains a little canister of CO2 that you've unopened, you've, you've sprung. So it's just filling up with CO2 gas instead of oxygen. That's that's where pets belong. Uh, so I uh, think this this one might fill us in a little bit more. When you're gone for a month because you were kidnapped and held hostage in the basement of a crazy six foot eight, twelve year old girl, you go topside. And you're in Mel Carmel, fucking Illinois. <laughs> Ew. Tab, have you ever been to Mel Carmel, fucking Illinois? It makes Fairview Heights look like St. Charles. Jesus fucking Christ. And then, I have one missed call from Bambi. And she left a voicemail. And she asked me where I left the waffle maker. Jesus fucking Christ. It's fucking cold. It's 7 degrees with a negative 25 wind chill. What the fuck happened to the world? What happened? Yeah, Illinois is a shithole, man. Never go. So there. that doesn't change what I my my point about pets being in the basement. It's even if the pet is Andy, uh, just mm-hmm. right in the basement with CO two, and let let life find a way. <laughs> now you're gonna you're gonna evolve today. <laughs> uh. Here's what I don't get. Uh, where does the IRS get off on sending me letters about needing to have health coverage? I mean, I know it's part of the whole remains of Obamacare or whatever the fuck, but it's like my bank account shows I have had health care, um, or not health care, health insurance for the last however fucking many years it's been, 10, 15, whatever the fuck. But I continue, I've been getting letters about once a month from the IRS saying, our records show that you or somebody in your family has not had health insurance over the last year. Go to this, blah, 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 and do this. And, you know, I just, like, no. Like, I, I'm kind of happy that the IRS's records are so shitty that they don't realize it. But at the same time, like, why? You're, you're, Okay, it takes uh, 50 cents to print off and mail the letter to me. That's 50 cents of my tax money is being wasted on shit that doesn't need to happen, and it adds up. 
And I guarantee that there's thousands, if not millions of people getting this bullshit because, because. And it just shows how incompetent the fucking IRS is in general. So I just, I don't know, I mean, the IRS itself is a, uh, well, a scam, I'm sure, as is the uh, Federal Reserve, and we should just storm the Capitol, <clears throat> one six it all over again, and just take out all the bankers and all the IRS people, and uh, burn down the Capitol in Minecraft, allegedly. In Minecraft. I think we should just build a wall around it, and then just cut off all of their supplies. Here's here's what I don't get about that. Um if the IRS is writing you letters about, hey, like you need to get health insurance or or we're going to punish you in some way, you know what their punishment is? A fee. And if you don't pay the fee, what happens? Uh, they'd steal all your property and send you to jail. Someone comes to your house with a gun. Yeah. <laughs> to arrest you. And if you st- and if you still don't agree to their thing, you eventually get shot. So it's like either buy health insurance or we harm you. Yeah. Everything the government does is under the threat of violence yeah so but there's like oh we care about your health we care about your health enough to shoot you to death that's like well you know they put in that fucking stupid individual mandate to fund that absolute horseshit healthcare bill and then the supreme court upheld the fucking thing saying that it was a tax but what tax do you pay that's not to the government you pay it to a private corporation and it was a bill that originated in the house and any bill that and does taxes needs to originate in the Senate. So it's double fucked. You fucking worthless John Roberts, you worthless piece of shit. But then Trump removed the individual mandate aspect of the bill, which was great. Cause now suddenly people aren't getting fined $750 a year for not having health insurance. But Obama comes or fucking Obama too comes in. Obama's puppet president comes in and undoes that executive order. Thus sentencing us back to buying a private commodity motherfuckers they they should all just like f- have fucking hellfire rain down upon them until they're all dead even after they're dead yeah here's the you when people should work they have me scratch out the back of me what the hell am I supposed to do with this shit I don't know how the hell you think work where you tell they propagate so much it's been like 20 minutes scratching man your crap you go with your winner I don't remember seeing that episode of Mr. Ed, so. So we got the same voicemail from Andy and not Andy, but one of them was, was like, understandable. <laughs> one of them was audibly legible. Yeah. That's fucking unsettling. All right. We have one last voicemail here. Let's do it. Gingerbread girl here. Here's what I don't get. When people at your work get everybody scratch off lottery tickets for Christmas, what am I supposed to do with this crap? I don't know how these things even work. From what I can tell, they've complicated them so much you have to spend 20 minutes scratching random stuff to even tell if you have a winner. I don't have time for this. And if I did win. How do you even cash them in without looking, without being seen and looking like the kind of stupid poor that would buy lottery tickets? I just throw this away. Great gift, moron. So this reminds me of a story from when I was a kid. 
Mm-hmm. Where my cousin, never mind, I already told them. That's the joke. <laughs> uh, well, that's it. Those are our voicemails. And I know what the thumbnail is going to be for this week's episode. Uh, <laughs> wild <laughs> fucking w- w- weird shit going on. Seriously, those scratch off lottery tickets should just be one scratch off. And underneath it just says like, no, fuck or yes. you. No, that's true. That would be nice. No or yes. So if you get the yes piece, like, because it doesn't matter. Like, it, actually, because statistically, people who win the lottery end up dead within a few years. So the scra- the winning scratch off piece should just be the detonator to a bomb and it blows you up and skips the middleman. Yeah. So I, I can't even, I remember like, when I worked at Quick Trip, I knew what the scratchers, how the scratchers worked, but that was 15 years ago or something now. And so I, I assume they're all kind of the same and that they're, it's designed for you to like scratch it and slowly reveal whether or not you're a winner. Like you have to match three or match seven or like you get this yeah. symbol or you get the little car or whatever. Um, because they have like different levels of prizes as opposed to just a yes, no win system. But I like, I don't understand people that buy them because I think you have better odds on the, like the, the, you know, the ball number ones, right. The ones where they do the drawings like mega millions and uh Powerball. What about football? But I, don't, pools? I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not a gambler. Like I, I can't handle throwing away money in that yeah, fashion. Either. It just, it's like, it, it doesn't appeal to me at all. There's a guy that I work with who runs a football pool. And, uh, like, I don't, I got years, like when I first started there, I bought in like the tickets were like five bucks pop. Uh I never won and I quit doing it pretty quickly. But later on, I was like, you know what? The only way gambling works is if you're the guy who just runs it and then you like, you get your cut no matter what. Yeah. Uh, the, I, there was a, there's a game that touring shows will play called dollar Friday where when on Friday you write your name on a dollar and you put it in a bucket and then they mix them up and they pull the dollar. Whoever's dollar gets pulled wins the pot. Sometimes they would be like, they'd pull $3 and the first dollar gets like half the pot. And then the other $2 get like a little bit and a little bit. Um, and so I would play that, but it's like, that's just a dollar. And Sometime and you and it was nice when one of the locals would win it as opposed to when one of the touring guys would win it because then it's like your buddy gets you know 80 or 90 dollars and then your buddy is like let's go to the bar after this and i'll buy or he's going to buy 80 or 90 dollars of more gambling more scratchers <laughs> and then it's just gone <laughs> like the yeah. house always wins just remember that that's true but it was so, also like that's kind of an in, in, a personal, like a not like this big thing, this big scam. But yeah. Uh, speaking of which, if you want to join the Here's Don't Get football pool, um, Buck and I are going to be auditing it to make sure that like it actually shows up correctly. So yeah, uh, we'll be doing the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna do the uh, the Here's What I Don't Get Bowl, where we just have a bunch of made up teams, and it's like a <laughs> coin toss to see who wins. Yeah, we'll we just do that. We could. It's just a bracket system, and we'll we'll like we'll figure out some way to give points to those teams, and then like we'll have the Super Bowl of this fake team. That sounds like obviously if we if we did that with real money, that would be a gigantic scam, and we'd go to jail. You and I would go to jail for that. Like, there's no question about it. We would go to jail, but it would be fun to like just create a bunch of random teams, and then every week 
have like our highlights of of what teams won and what teams didn't. Yeah. That would be pretty funny. That would be fun. Anyway. Well, that's it. That's our episode 318. Uh, until next time. Bye. <laughs>